Hey, you cool cats and kittens. It's your girl, Carol Bassett, and then we're here sponsoring a new episode of Growing Up with Didi. Nah, I wouldn't want that bitch to sponsor my show. Fuck that bitch. She might try to sue me and take me for everything that I own. So fuck you, Carol Bassett. On behalf of my good friend, my nigga, Joe Exotic. Free my nigga. Okay? Free him. Welcome to a new episode of Growing Up with Didi. With me, your hostess with the mostess, your girl, Didi. Quarantine edition part two, because we're still on lockdown. Texas, Dallas, however, has extended its lockdown until April the April 30th, actually, excuse me. Lockdown, shelter in place, martial law, whatever you want to call it. We are still at home from from now until the end of the month. Hopefully they extend it. And the reason why I say they extend it, because I'm actually kind of getting the hang of working from home. And I actually like that a lot better. So if we can extend it for just a little while longer, I'm I'm straight. But I just want you guys to know that Miss Coronavirus is serious and there's nothing to play with. So I will stop trying to make jokes in light of the people that actually did pass away from this horrific disease. But like I said, this won't be the first, definitely won't be the last pandemic virus, new disease that comes up in the world. So I just want everybody to take a chill pill, smoke a blunt, take a shot, have some sex, do something. Because it is not as bad as y'all think it will be or it's going to get. So while in my quarantine state, I've been watching a lot of TV, like binge watching a lot of stuff. And this has done wonders for me. My Netflix continue watching because I've knocked out so many shows. <laughs> so um, one of the shows that I actually did really enjoy watching was, of course, the Tiger King documentary about Mr. Joe Exotic. It was crazy. It was an emotional roller coaster. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> but I definitely do think Carol killed a damn husband. And um, it's just not a doubt in my mind that, that that happened. And I really hope the police that opened their investigation for that cold case actually gets to the bottom of it and put her ass in jail. Because if you come put my nigga Joe in jail, bitch, your ass deserve to go too. Fuck you, Kel Bassett. Basket, whatever the fuck your last name is. You funky dog-headed bitch. Got my nigga locked up. Anywho. Also, I binged watch Ozark because I hadn't seen season two. And uh, season three had just dropped. And when I tell you Ozark pissed me off for the two days that I was watching it. Um, I watched all of season two in one day and then I watched season three the next day. And... Ozark had me upset, bro, between Wendy and what's their fucking daughter name? I don't know what that bitch name is, but Wendy, the daughter, and fucking what's Marty, Marty, Marty. They was pissing me off, bro. Like, them, the lawyer, everybody. And if you haven't watched it, I'm sorry. There's, I might expose some things that you haven't seen, but they was pissing me off. But the ending... Um, definitely was not what I expected. Um, it shocked me. So I'm definitely hoping that it gets, gets picked up for season four because I'm very um, excited to see what the writers and what the creators of the show will do for it. You know, I feel like Netflix actually does have like this, um, this like season three, season four curse. Like after that, shit just goes sideways. And I've noticed that with a lot of my favorite shows that I tend to watch and pick up, like after season three, season four, it's just... Uh, we're going to end it here. And I don't know if this is the writers have changed. Um, the views aren't the same. But it's just like, ah, uh, Netflix, I'm going to need y'all to do a little bit better promotion for my favorite shows so they can still be on here. Now, a new show that I have picked up 
Um, and we'll get back to Netflix in a minute. But a new show that I have picked up is actually on FX, but it comes on Hulu on Thursdays. It's called Dave um, by Lil Dicky. Now, if you don't know who Hulu Dicky is, he is a white Jewish rapper out here trying to make waves in the rap community. And I think he's doing a pretty good job. Um, but he's just not getting his enough clout or recognition that he deserves. And he made a show kind of about his life. Now, I don't know of these things that he's talking about or um, putting in his show of things that happen in real life, but it is hilarious. Shouts out to Lil Dicky and the creative minds behind that. I seen that Kevin Hart was an executive producer behind it. So I didn't know if that was the reason why it was funny or it's just pure comedy because it's real life. But the shit is funny. Go ahead and watch that out. It comes out on Wednesdays on FX. Um, let's see. What else have I been doing since on quarantine? I've been reading books, too. Mm-hmm, y'all. I read books. Now, I don't actually read them, like, sitting down with a, um, a book anymore. Actually, I should because I have a stack of books uh, that I'm actually looking at right now that I can finish reading. But uh, I do read a lot of e-books. So the book that I'm reading right now is called Ethic. It is by Ashley Antoinette. Um, a lot of the books that I like to read are basically about African Americans and, you know, some of their lives. But all these stories are nonfiction. I hope that means that's not true. Maybe it's fiction that means it's not true. Well, no, fiction means it's true. Nonfiction means not true. Okay. <clears throat> so they're nonfiction stories by um black authors. Um and mostly all of them are centered around somebody selling drugs somewhere. <laughs> Why I like to listen to books about uh, people selling drugs? Because I'm not out there selling drugs, killing people, and doing all these illegal things. Because I don't want to bear the risk of the consequences of doing all these things. So I like to um, take a back seat and see what my life would be like through someone else's eyes. <laughs> and that's what reading does for me. And for this book, Ethic, it is about... A hustler named Ethic. He's a kingpin in Flint, Michigan. And he is just basically really trying to provide a safe life for his two children biologically and a adoptive daughter. And it's really hard, you know, trying to walk a fine line between pumping poison in your community and also trying to be this nurturing father to your kids and try to protect them from what you do. Which I really find it hard for a lot of people not to know that your dad is a is a drug dealer. Like the signs are there. I promise you they are. Even if your dad has like a legit a legitimate business front, the signs are still there that this money isn't all legal. But it's neither here nor there. Like I said, I've never lived that life. But it's pretty good so far, and apparently there's like six books in the tr- in the series, and I really love it when there is a long series. So if you guys have any book suggestions, even if they're not even from black authors, if it's just a good book, because I do enjoy good books, period. A good read is what I enjoy. Go ahead and give me those suggestions. I'm not sure if I touched on this. I think I did, but just to refresh, I have social media pages for my podcast. Um, I don't have a Facebook for it, but you can just really just hit me up on my regular Facebook about it. But Instagram is at Growing Up Dee Dee. Twitter handle is the same at Growing Up Dee Dee. And I have an email account, and then it's Growing Up Dee Dee at gmail.com for you guys to submit anything you want me to talk about, reference, um, read on here, anything like that. But like I said, if you have any book suggestions, definitely go ahead and uh, slide in my DMs so I can try to. Uh, you know, check them out, see what they're about, and I can definitely talk about them on the next show. 
Um, I don't know if I talked about this on the last show, but uh, shout out to one of my fellow friends who actually bought me some things for my birthday. Um, She bought me a writing prompt. It's a 500 word writing prompt book. So each page has different little writing prompts and it's helped me to start getting my writing thing going, moving on with trying to be a writer for, you know, some TV shows, specifically mine. But, you know, if I write for somebody else, that would be great, too, to just to get that credibility underneath my belt. And then another thing, that was it that she, uh, she bought me. And then my sister bought me a um, Burn After Reading book. And basically, that book is about, it's another writing book, but it helps face like inner truth within self so I felt like that is a good thing for me to have while I'm trying to walk on this journey of self-exploration I think that's something that I should have definitely don't read those and I will rip those pages out and burn them just like the book says burn after writing because I don't want anybody to see those things but um this week two of quarantine it's been okay. I still been going outside. I know I'm switching from topic to topic. I don't actually have a specific topic to talk about today, but I just wanted to come in and let you guys know that I'm still here trying to get my shit together <laughs> and I'll update you on my personal life here. But um, week two of quarantine is cool. I haven't done anything really. I I stay at the house. I go to the gas station. I go to the plug's house and uh, I come back home. I see my sisters for like the first time in X amount of days and that was refreshing to see someone else outside of my mother in these four walls in these different rooms. I have created TikTok y'all and I will be uploading videos soon and I did not know how funny TikTok was. I don't know why I find certain shit amusing but I was on TikTok from like 9pm to about like 3 in the morning one night and I was like, yeah, I definitely don't need this app on my phone. This is the devil's work right here. Why am I easily entertained by these children? <laughs> like, I felt weird. <laughs> but I definitely will be posting some videos, so that will be coming soon on the personal page. Yes. But to top off um, some things about my personal life that's going on, um, I'm probably going to drop one of my classes um it's an accelerated course so it's like um only eight weeks and it wasn't to be going back to school after taking a five-year break it wasn't what I needed I much prefer if I'm going to do online classes I needed to actually be um the full full course of a semester because that that was better that was a better pace for me I can do my assignments week by week so I'm definitely going to drop that class. That was not a good choice for me. And I didn't think, I don't think I necessarily thought it through. I didn't expect the amount of work um, for the class. I, it was like the first week we had six discussions and four quizzes due. And I was like, damn, I ain't even got my book yet, ma'am. Shit. <laughs> so, it, yeah, it's not for me. So I'm going to go ahead and drop that. But they did give us like a little, they didn't exempt us from like paying for our tuition. But they were like, you know, we're not going to automatically withdraw it from your account anymore. Just go in and pay it online. And by the end of the semester, whatever balance you owe, you still have to pay. If you don't pay, it'll hinder you from registering in the fall, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ah, yeah, it would have been better if y'all just canceled the whole school year and gave me my money back. Because this is some bullshit. Especially since they like transferred all the classes from like being um on campus to online 
for the students who aren't used to an online environment or don't have the capabilities, you know, to take online courses, this is kind of fucked up. So, yeah, we're definitely going to drop one of those classes and try again in the fall with it because I don't want to give, I don't want to do something and not give my all in it. And I don't feel like I have, one, the time and two, the focus to actually, um, I wouldn't even say focus, I would say discipline to actually successfully complete um, an accelerated course. So, um, I'm going to take a step back from that and, you know, cut my losses and actually try again in the fall. I feel as if with that, a lot of people think, oh, you're failing if you 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 withdraw or if you try to drop a class because you don't, you're not trying to do the work. And it's not the work that is bothering me. It's the amount and the time that I have in my day to do it. I still have a full-time job that I have to go to. And if I have all this work, I don't... Other people can do it without a problem, or I wouldn't even say without a problem. You know, they struggle, they make those sacrifices, and they they still get their work done. Um, I haven't built myself up to do that yet, so I don't want to throw money at something that I'm probably not going to succeed in. Because if I pay my money to do my class and I still fail this class, I'm going to be highly upset with myself. But I just want to give myself um, a chance to prepare and be better the next time, so... I'm just going to start the race again in the fall semester and do it all over again and be better and conquer the class, get that class on my, um, done and out the way so we can move on to the goddamn major. Speaking of college, let me tell you guys about my first college kickback and then my first college party. So I'm going to set the mood and set the um, location for you guys in your mind. So think about August in Jackson, Mississippi. It is hot as hell, like slave cotton picking hot and this is the first week well freshman week before school started next week so me and my roommate who was my best friend in high school don't know how we both ended up at jackson state because that's the school we went to i planned on going to dillard university and she planned on going to old miss i believe but somehow we both ended up at jsu so we are walking the campus and we run into um two sigmas one is my friend to this day and the other one i don't talk to so um we started conversations with them and they invited us to a little sigma kickback or whatever and we were like cool yeah whatever we'll go and the one I don't talk to said, oh, we'll, we'll pick you up or have a, a party bus or some shit like that. So we're like, okay. They gave us the details. We exchanged numbers. And we go back to the room and prepare for tonight. That night. We go to the location where we're supposed to get picked up from, but nobody actually comes to pick us up. Now, I don't know if it's because they were running behind or what but we only stayed there waiting for 10 minutes and after that we walked back to the dorm and we just kicked it um with ourselves for the rest of that night thank god that we did because i did hear that the next day the roof not the roof the floor caved in so i definitely didn't want to be caught in that situation when that happened because i know that nigga was mad as fuck and i was at his house too so so um we didn't go to that kickback, but we ended up going to um, these two dudes' rooms. I think they were roommates or whatever. They had invited us back to their room. Their room was on the off-campus dormitory called Tiger Plaza. 
Now, um, for those who don't know who was met Jackson State during 2013-2014, they had an overflow of students and they had to find a place to put them. And they put them in this hotel that they made into dorms, which was really still a hotel room or whatever, um, called Tiger Plaza. Tiger Plaza is like 10 minutes, 10, 12 minutes away from campus, depending on how fast you drive and which route you went. There's only one really one route to get there, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um... They they were like, okay, well, what do you guys drink? Uh, we can all kick it tonight. And we were like, I didn't say anything because I didn't know what to drink because I never really had anything to drink. I was very green when I went to college. I was very sheltered, so I didn't really know anything like in, to name any type of alcohol. So I let my roommate handle all that. And we, again, went back to the room to get ready to hang out with these niggas that we just met. <laughs> I know that's like sound really dangerous and really dumb but incoming freshmen or anybody period don't just don't go off and random niggas that you just met it's dangerous you can never come back thank god that didn't happen to us all the stories or all the activities that i did at jackson state i always came back from so i was always safe somehow some way the lord was watching over me <laughs> so we get there and it's just me and her in this room with like five maybe seven niggas so immediately in my mind, I was like, oh, hell no. This is about to be another Lifetime movie where this bitch get drunk, she get raped, and she don't know what the fuck happened. Now she got a baby, and she don't know who to pin it on. Like, that ran through my mind, and I was like, that is not going to happen to me. I'm not going to be uh, Brenda having a baby up in this motherfucker. Like, I will now. Fuck that. So um, we're drinking or whatever, and I'm getting, like, super, super, super scared because I'm like, the more, you know, the more shots I'm taking, the more under the influence I'm feeling, the more out of control of the situation has over me. And I don't like not feeling 100, now we even say 100% control of the situation. I just didn't feel control of that situation. And I felt uh, my control slipping from me. Now, although my roommate, she was being a good mother goose and the mother hen, I just still didn't feel safe. So somewhere between the first bottle and the second, because I didn't finish the second bottle, I had passed. I didn't say passed out. I blacked out. Um, I remember throwing up <laughs> over the railing. <laughs> Um, but apparently from what she said to me, um, I had threw up and I had said I didn't feel comfortable with the amount of men that was in the room and I felt as if I was going to get raped and they got spooked because they was like, oh, hell no, and a bitch from the pin or rape on me. So I think like a good majority of the men left and it was just three, three men and two of us. And when I say men, I'm just saying like males, they weren't like 30 year old niggas. They were college niggas. They went to the school. Um, I think they're only like 21, 22 maybe, but to me in my mind, I'm still a child. I'm still 17 years old. I'm still under the age. Um, so why are these grown ass men taking an interest in me? That's where my mom was going. And I didn't like that too much. So she told me that I cussed her out <laughs> and then I started crying. So this is just terrible. This is a terrible first alcoholic experience for me. I didn't like that shit at all. <laughs> And I woke up with the biggest hangover. Like, I literally called my mom and asked her what to do for a hangover. Like, this is how green I am. So, um, that was that experience. Um, and I'm thankful that nothing actually happened. So, the next week was actually um, the first week of school. And, of course, every school go throws a back-to-school party. So, the back-to-school party was at the mansion. 
And the mansion is on one side of Tiger Plaza, and on another side of Tiger Plaza is another club called the Regency. So, um, our friend, our Sigma friend, he was like, hey, um, I stay at Tiger Plaza, if y'all want to go, um, I can take y'all over there, I can take y'all to the, um, you know, to the party or whatever, which was walking distance from Tiger Plaza, but walking, there was no walking distance from the campus to the mansion, you have to drive, and he was the only friend that we knew at the time that had a car, so <laughs> we went with him, and we got dressed, we went to the party, it's four of us, so it was, um, the Sigma and his friend, and my Sigma friend was in band, so he had another person that was in band, um, that tagged along with him, so it's four of us now, so we go to the party, and we split up, they go do their thing, we go do our thing, and so I'm just watching all the black men, and I'm just like, oh my god, it's so many beautiful niggas here, <laughs> like, this is my first time seeing so many niggas, <laughs> the array of men, I was so excited, the reason why I was so excited because I had a boyfriend at the time in high school who was cheating on me, so mm, fuck that nigga. I was like, oh, I'm hopping on new dick when I get the chance. So, being a freshman, <clears throat> it seems like the men who were already there knew the bitches that were new or the bitches that were freshmen because, of course, they were already there. And if you're not a fresh, you're not a face that I remember seeing last semester, you clearly got to be new. So, obtaining a new dick or a new men to talk to or to flirt with and all that stuff wasn't an issue but i am watching all these beautiful black men stroll in their different greek organizations and i'm just fascinated so um you know the kappa stroll by you know they do their mesmerizing eye contact thing at you and it's like they're looking into the pit of your soul trying to get your coochie moist and they do their little stroll shimmy thing and go on about their business the sigmas come stroll by they do their thing and do their business and then like the cues come by now um the cues come by do the little neck roll thing and like once they're leaving like i guess i don't know what i did to this man but i guess my titty was looking rather appealing to him because he had flicked that bitch and kept walking now i felt that you know me not knowing nothing about greek life like i said um <clears throat> i find that disrespectful so I'm trying to go confront him and my friend was like, nah, chill. It ain't that you know, I understand that it's a big deal, but it's not that big of a deal. Oh, um, calm down, that's just what they do, blah blah blah. And I'm like, bitch, he don't know me like that. What the fuck he gonna put his hands on me? <laughs> Blowing it out of proportion. So, um, we finally link back up with our two friends and we're exiting to leave the party because it is time for us to go. <clears throat> we leave and I'm just like, well, I'm hungry, y'all. Let's get something to eat. And there's this Waffle House that is right by the mansion. And when <laughs> I tell y'all, I've seen so much shit happen at the Waffle House. I've seen people get arrested. <laughs> I've seen drug exchanges. I've seen pimp and hoe prostitute exchange going on. Like, it's, it's so much didn't happen at this Waffle House. Um, we go to this Waffle House, and we get something to eat. And, you know... That's when I knew, like, I am really an adult. This is real life out here. <laughs> and this, I like it. But that freedom that I experienced still came with the price because I wasn't actually doing the, the, the right things I was supposed to do. But looking back on that experience and looking back now, and what that noise that you heard, my vent is closed and the heat was coming on and I didn't want that in my room circulating around making me hot. So 
But from what I learned then to what I'm trying to apply now, it's like, you know, partying is not the focus. Yeah, it's fun, especially if you never came from that type of background. But that shit gets old real fast, especially when they start shooting in parties. So um, once they started doing that, I was done. But that stuff didn't start happening until, like, later on after I had been Lev Jackson. But, yeah, that was was my first experience, y'all. And I was was just... I don't know. My mind was blown. I was introduced to a lot of things. I had a lot of firsts going on. And I was just behooved, you know? But never let the sparkle and glitz and glam. I wouldn't even say for like college, that was like the sparkle and glitz and glam. But never let things like that distract you from your main goal of what you're trying to do. Because college is not for the parties you're actually there for an education and get that education because them classes is not cheap and them damn classes is not free okay so if you guys take anything away from this story is to have fun but also be cautious and get your education because it's very important and you're not going to just waste your scholarship or your parents money like that partying around because eventually somebody's going to see your grades and you're going to have to show them that you've been you know you've been fucking around all year but that is it for me and my little story more stories to come a new episode will be coming out on monday featuring my sister she's gonna be my very first guest on the show and it's also her birthday so so that is it for me in quarantine part two I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you have any critiques, suggestions, ideas, please hit me up on all my social media that I have for it, including my personal pages. But my podcast page, Twitter, and Instagram handle is at growingupdd, and my email address is growingupdd at gmail.com. I will be back Monday and probably will be back again next Friday or Saturday with a new episode. You guys stay safe and see you then.